G'day guys, welcome to Talking League, where it's a live six, live Q&A. I'm your host TK, we've got Rich Riley in the house. Now, Talking League is brought to you by Game Day Squad, create, coach, compete in fantasy footy, be the coach and win, download the app and play now. Let's bring the boys in. Jay Warrior, g'day mate, you're doing, you're absolutely flying this season, mate, leading the banner there for Talking League. How are you going, mate? Yeah, I'm loving life at the moment, but we know fantasy can bring you straight back down pretty quick, so... Roll with the good times, enjoy it, and uh, just hold, try and hang on. But I'm burning trades like they're going out of fashion. <laughs> the new shooter. Now, bringing in Riley, he's not doing as good, but unfortunately he has to literally manage about 30,000 people's teams. How are you, Ross? Good, TK. At least we're covering all spect- spectrums on the show. We've got the top end of Talking League and the bottom end, so... <laughs> We suit all punters out there. Well, mate, you've looked after so many people this year, Riley, that you would have to at least claim an assistant coach role there, buddy. So don't hang your head in shame. You've been helping so many people. But, boys, let's have a look at our t- uh, trades on our mind. Now, I know, Jay Warrior, you said that you're a bit of a trade bandit. What are you What are you looking at? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I said to the boys on Sunday that I wanted to be held accountable, so I wasn't going to trade, but that changed come team list. And... I'm, I've jumped on the Madison train. I'm just trying to set up my team for round 13. So the plan is get my team locked and loaded, and then I can hopefully take a couple of weeks off. Um, so Carrigan to Madison, and then I've also brought Lemuelli in. But I just can't even remember who I traded out for. <laughs> That's how good I'm going. Just at the top, it must be rough at the top. Now, boys, I'm going no trades at all. Riley, now you had a couple of... Before you do that, ladies and gentlemen, get your questions in and we'll answer it over pretty much the next hour. But, Riles, you've got a couple of questions for us in terms of what you want to do. Talk to me about the trades on your mind, man. Yeah, well, just back to normal again, TK. Another weekend, another week ahead noise. So, I've got Marnie in my team at the moment and I tell you what, I'm absolutely sick of his missed tackles. So... He is definitely getting the punt this week. Whether we go look at Jaden Braley, he's probably the safer option, probably with less upside potentially, just considering he mainly scores through tackles uh, and a few run meters as well. So he's probably going to look to average 50 to 55 over the next uh, period and make close to 100K. So he's one option. The other option I've got is Reese Robson. The concern with him is in the first five rounds, he's had a score of 70 in round one, 40 in round two, Another score in the 70s in round three, score in the 40s round four, and score in the 70s in round five. Plus, if I trade him in this week, it'll be another score in the 40s. So there is more attacking upside with him there, considering he does score through a few more areas and offer a little bit more attacking spark outside of, half, outside of dummy half. So he's another option I've got. Another one I could look at just because I've got Stag sitting in my centers there. Just his volatility at the moment is absolutely killing me. I look at all the other boys' teams, and they've locked someone like Bird in. I'm really happy with Alan Motti. He's made a lot of cash, but I just want to shore that up a little bit and increase my reliability in scoring. So I can't go uh, Trindle and Marnie up to Robson and Bird. So potentially could look at uh, getting someone like Lemu in just to shore up that position, and I would shift uh, Alamotti back to my bench then. Yeah, I think that's... Uh, get Lemu Elua, mate. Just, he's highly owned, so I think just maybe match people on that one. But, boys, let's rip in some questions. Before we do, just the Talking League comp winners for this week. So the cap comp there, $1,500 prize. Winner is Jay Harris, team name E4EST5, which literally means Easts. Open League, $1,000 prize, Alexander William Roberts. His team name was Oslex. So, yeah, just get in touch with us. I've actually got all your details. I'll be in touch in the next couple of days to get your prizes out there to you. Just remember, you've got two more weeks of the Talking League Game Day Squad. 5K is going to be 2.5K over the next two weeks. So you can just play and register for free now at gamedaysquad.com.au. Download the app. Stay tuned to all the socials for the winners. We'll be, like I said, 2,500 each week. The comp code is NRL0HRKT. That's in your show notes now. So have a look at that. All right, boys, let's rip into some questions. Some crackers, I'm sure here this evening. Now, let's go back to the top, sorry. 
Chris McGeary, friend of the show. Good evening, lads. Hey, Chris, hope you're doing well. And he wishes everyone a thousand plus scores. What a man. I like that. Now, next question is from Jonty Haston. Thoughts on Wilton to Hosking? Given this is a, I'm pretty sure this is Shooter's brother in law here, Jay Warrior. I'm going to give this to your fellow countryman, New Zealander. What's your thoughts? Yeah, I just checked and I have, I've traded Wilton out this week. I was underwhelmed with his performance against the Warriors last week, and he just doesn't have those attacking stats like I thought he would. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I guess that's probably been the success to me this year is I'm not putting up with any averageness. If, <laughs> if you're not performing, you're gone. And I got rid of Egan Butcher before anyone else got rid of Egan Butcher. Uh, there's a few other players. I just cut them. And if you don't have any attacking upside – you're of no value to me. And that's probably what I'd say <laughs> to a lot of players. I know the safe option's Braley, but look at his ceiling. It's just not that high. I know his floor's also a lot higher, but for me, I'm looking for high ceilings and preferably high floors. But, yeah, for me, I'd, I'd that's a must, must trade because you cannot miss Hosking for another week because – He'll go up another 70K this week, and he's going to score 55. Yeah, what would you make of Hoskins? Because now back-to-back great scores, playing outside the chin. This week they have a left edge where they'll be picking on, what, Schuster and Tuolagi. So not a bad defensive. Like in terms of attacking play, I'd run down there all day. Yeah, I just think that it's a no-brainer, and... Even I can't even see how Garner could get a spot back. You know, they say never go away on holidays. Someone will take your job. And I know he went out injured, but I think Hosking's taking his job. Yeah, I think so too. Let's move on. Next question, Rob Sewell. Now, with so many frontline players out for the Dolphins, is Hammer getting close to being a sell? Rolls, your thoughts on that one? I definitely think he is potentially getting close to EK. Having made 165K already this year, uh, if you started with him, it's been a great one, I suppose, to start with. Two scores, three scores, sorry, in the 50s in his first four games. I just think potentially with the loss of O'Sullivan now for an extended period, even though Katara is going to get the keys to the castle, just that little bit of experience they're going to lose and potentially they will struggle over the next period. They've got the Cowboys this week followed by the Rabbits, Titans, Raiders and Sharkies, so leading into their buy, so... Could be a little bit of a tough stretch of games. The other interesting thing is he scored at least one try in his first five games as well. So he has been heavily reliant uh, on tries to get his uh, average up to 45. So I definitely think he is potentially a sell and uh, someone you could look to move on uh, to bring either in Akashi such as Katoa, who I think potentially is a better option at that price point. And being the dominant playmaker in that side now, I'm sure we'll touch on Nikarima tonight and look to go up to someone like Madison, who I think is going to be a great pickup heading into round 13. Yeah, it was interesting to watch him play in the second half. Definitely gun-shy under that high ball. So something to track. I wouldn't be selling him just straight away, but definitely someone to no. keep on the radar, that's for sure. Now, just keeping you on this one, Rowie's back here, and he loves always, always tuning in here, Riley. And he goes, hey, lads, is Riley any chance of getting onto the best bets panel since backing Mr. Brightside last week? What was that about? What, what was he actually paying for that winner there, Riley? I um, mean, six bucks, even though he was the favourite, and we had our silly Sadie on the weekend, and we are sitting in the pub. Unfortunately, Rowie got held up with a few mates, apparently, um, and we were both back in Brightside home, and, yeah, she's a tight one for a photo finish, but, yeah, he got up, thankfully. Nice, I like it. Now, next question, Chris Rudder. Hey, Legends, how you going? Going good, Chris. Hope you are too. Unsure whether to make any trades this week, potentially stags to bird or do a hold. I think it just depends here, Chris. If you've got one of Cleary and Hines, I think you're pretty settled in your team. So if you've got the cash to actually do it, you probably secure someone with a little bit better, well, not little, a lot better base stats there in bird. Won't drive you yet nuts. Stag's probably got a higher upside, but just when he wants to dish it out, that's the thing. So if you've got one of the, the cap, if you've got your captaincy kind of sorted and you're kind of balanced across your squad, I actually don't mind this trade, I actually wouldn't mind doing this one myself. Alright, next question Jay Warrior, Sterling Tudor Now he needs a centre and he's thinking of potentially selling Will Warbrick to Sualihi and then maybe going Aero Katoa to Penasini. Now Jay Warrior, me and Eddie covered this yesterday and we are talking a little bit about when to hold these Melbourne players because they've got a round nine buy, but your thoughts on this one? 
Yeah, I think, like, for Warbrick, that's going to be his week to go if you can wait that long because he's still got cash to make. But obviously, Sterling needs a centre at this stage, and so mm. he's got to got to pull the trigger on someone. So if he can go Warbrick up, yeah, I see what he's saying. He's going to save money. He can go to Suwali, who he looks – he's an NRL player, isn't he? He just looks class, but he's not a fantasy gun. Yeah. So he might be better to ditch one of those Liriero or Katoa. And again, I dumped Liriero maybe three weeks ago. Same thing. <laughs> no upside. Uh, no offloads, no tackle bus. So he got the chop. He went all, all good last week. But so I'd get rid of Liriero. And I don't know if uh, Pinnacini is averaging 45, which is okay. And when you take into consideration, you got binned last week. Mm. Um. It might be worth a shot, but I just I'm on the bird train, and the bird hasn't let me down. He's averaging 48, and I think they found the f- winning formula last week, and so I think Hook might realise that they're a better team with him playing 80 minutes at lock. Although he did drift into um, the edge at one stage. Yeah, with the guys like Bird and Lemuelu there, Rich, it's just the base, right? Because they're playing in the forwards. Their floor, even if they play badly, just isn't the same. Like, Penasini at one point was on negative five because he got put in the bin, missing all those points, and he had to do some enormous attacking plays just to get back into the contest. Yeah, it can be a tough watch, can't it? And and you, that's why people are getting off stags because it's just – it's tough. You know, like, it's quite nice seeing your score go up casually, and I guess that's what I like about Bird is he, he makes his tackles, but he's got those upside. He, I think he had – six tackle busts last week, but he's also got an offload in him. So, again, the ceiling, uh, the floor raises with his tackles and then the ceiling raises with tackle busts and offloads. Nice. I like it. Now, next question, Matthew Kersner. And uh, Riley wants to know, Hopgood and Cardi to Dillbags in Braley. Leaves 100K in the bank with 29 trades. Have Cleary but no Nico. Thoughts? Before we get to that, I know that you were pretty keen to talk about Jermaine Hopgood there tonight, Riley. Maybe give us your thoughts on that one before tackling the question. Yeah, it's something I touched on a little bit last week as well, TK, with someone like Carrigan and Murray, who a lot of people are keen on selling. I was of the point of view, uh, don't trade them just because, one, they're keepers and also they're fit to play. So the reason I was, I suppose, saying that was because we look at this week, Hopgood shifted to the bench. So Mm. if he's only going to play 40 minutes and score maybe high 30s, low 40s, he's going to start to slowly leak cash. So he is going to be a trade-out and potentially not going to be a season keeper. So in, for example, say next week when we're all looking to pick Nico up, Hopgood is a great path to get to someone like Nico if you do have 200K in the bank. And it's the reason why you probably potentially don't trade out Murray because, A, you've lost Murray and you're going to lose Hopgood then. So you're down two-gun mid. So just hold, wait till that week. If they're fit and available, uh play the long game, and then look to make decisions that week. Next week, Carrigan has been a great performer for me, but if Hopgood is going to get 60 minutes off the bench, the other issue is Paulo's not there yet, so how's that that interchange going to affect his game time as well? But Carrigan, for me, next week is a path to Paulo because of his origin and the way he does score. I know the boys did touch on a little bit this week. He is a bit of a link man, and he just doesn't have the explosiveness or the PPM of someone like Haas, so... He could. They both could look to be sells next week and pass up to Hines. But just getting back to the question, I think Hopgood and Cardi are both clear holds this week. They do both have not high but moderate uh, break-evens and still make a little bit of cash. Dualbags is someone I think you need to give at least a couple of dates, potentially two. Uh, he was great last season. I started with him and held him right through. Mm. He could be a great one to pick up for that buy, uh, particularly in round 13 to hold. I think Braley's got plenty of value, and I think Jay Warrior touched on it perfectly. Just with comparing Robson and Braley, Braley doesn't have that ceiling that Robson does have. So if you just want a solid 50-point scorer, I think Braley is a decent option. Yeah, nice. I like it. Next question. I think we've covered this one. Brenner Vickery here, Rich. Now, he wants Lemu Elu this week, or he wants to go maybe a little bit of big dick energy on Cobbo, of all people, or maybe Lomax as a pod. What's your thoughts? old play from Brenton, but I guess that's how you make it into the top 50, and that's where I believe Brenton is sitting at the moment, so props to him. 
Uh, yeah, I'm probably hotter on Lemueli because he's got that round 13 dual factor. That means uh, you can play him in your centres in round 13 or if you need an edge, you can play him as an edge. I'd imagine by round 13, his role may have changed and you won't be playing him in your 17 week in, week out, like in rounds 11 and 12. He might have gone back to like a 55-minute uh, bench spot, but he still should be pulling out 40s at that stage and it, he's priced under, which means you're not going to lose any money if you buy him now, but it's sort of a long-term investment. I also think he scored 36 last week and had nine missed tackles. I don't believe you can make nine missed tackles two weeks in a row. So let's imagine that he halves those missed tackles and he only has four this week. All of a sudden, he's looking at a 46. And that's, you know, that's pretty good. Most people take 46 for your centre. So let's not get too funky, Brenton. But, uh, yeah, I think Lemuelli's your safe bet. Nice, like it. Now, next question, and there's one on Carty here somewhere. Where are we looking? We'll cover Chris McCary. Now, he wants to go Marnie and Dory to Robson and Cody. Why don't we talk a little bit about Cody around the table here, boys, because I think maybe people are kind of getting trapped into thinking this is Cody Nicarima from, like, maybe four years ago. And obviously that guy was goal-kicking. He was probably the main playmaker. Look, he's not a bad cash down, but he's probably got four weeks of job security, and I'm just not sure what the upside is there. I don't like him. I'd rather go to his partner, Katoa, because of the job security, and long-term, I kind of know that he, I don't have to trade him out, and I think he actually will kind of perform with the seven on his back, but Riley, your thoughts on that one, man? I think Robbo covered it pretty well today in the group chat. In 2019, starting at 580, average 32 fantasy points per game in 11 matches. 2020, he averaged 39 points in 16 matches. And then in 2021, he averaged 43.8 in 14 matches. But that was PBL ball. So all scores there have been adjusted uh, with a new kick meter nerf. I just think playing 58 in that Dolphins team, we touched on the draw that they have over the next couple of weeks coming up. I think O'Sullivan is, O'Sullivan is a big loss to that pack, and he doesn't have, a, I suppose, a big explosive uh, edge back role beside him. He can just give the ball to someone like David Fafita. So I'm not going to say he's a trap, but I just think over the four-week period, he's not going to have that 100 to 150K in him, and I think there's better options such as Katoa, and I'd probably be more keen on taking a punt on someone like uh, Sally this week. Yeah, nice. Rich, just your thoughts, mate, on Cody Nicarima, man? Two words come to mind for me, miss tackler. <laughs> he can miss a tackle. He's a bludger. He, I remember when he played for the Warriors and you had no confidence. I don't know. I hope he's not on Lemuelli's side um, yeah, he because is. it would mean Lemuelli missed nine tackles last week. He could miss because you'd have to cover him. You really have to cheat on his tackles because he's so bad. Um, and I agree. If I guess it's just the price. People get attracted to that price and think, well, he can't lose money. And if he can pull out 30s, which I suppose he can pull out 30s, his, his career average is above that. But I don't think it, his role is going to be the man. He's going to be the backup. I think we saw last week Katoa start taking over the kicking, and that was with Milf. Now, Cody's less than a Milf. Yeah. Like it. <laughs> Let's move on to Bryce Cartwright now. Josiah Samani. He wants to know if Cardi's a trade. Boys, this is an interesting one because Bryce is at 527k, probably the cashy of all time. Break even at 23 this week. So still in the starting lineup. For me, I think you could probably, if Helam Lukey was playing, I think he would have been a straight swap out. But I think that maybe you could probably give him a couple of weeks to see what the role is and he might still make a little bit of cash but I do think that in the next couple of weeks you do need to trade him out but Jay Warrior thoughts on trading out Cardi? No it's he's a hold I think well I know for myself I stared clear of him and it has hurt every single game so (laughs) um yeah, you can watch his role this week, and that's where I went wrong. I just never understood what his role was going to be, and I couldn't believe that he was going to get 80 minutes and that he would perform like he has. And so learn from my mistake. You get a free role this week. He's going to get his break even. He might just be fixed on that other side for the season, and they're going to roll Madison and Hopgood 
to share the 13 and maybe pick up a few edge minutes. Maybe Cardi might play 60 minutes, but even if he plays 60 minutes this week, then he's still going to score 30 and he, you're not going to lose money. And if you're not happy with that, you flick him next week. Yeah, I agree. Now, Rolls, your thoughts on Cardi? Yeah. Someone I'm pretty disappointed I missed out on, TK. Last week he only scored 34, 34 points in 80 minutes with four missed tackles. We just saw his, I suppose, uh, run meters were down a little bit, only with 120. So I, I don't know. It, it's a tough one. With Lane back this week, he is, I suppose, the premier second rower in that side. So you wonder if they are going to go left a little bit more. And I suppose a little bit of ball is going to steer away from that right. And he's just sort of, I suppose, going to see uh, less base stats. So I would hold him and then potentially look to move him on next week if he doesn't um, pass the eye test. Nice. Now, Mary Lisa Manuel. Now, I'm contemplating the hammer to Sualihi or trade free week. I think you just got to hold just tight on that one. Hammer scoring every single week. No need to trade him out at this stage. Keep an eye on him, though, definitely, because he might flatline at some stage. So and I think that's really he will be someone to definitely consider at some stage. Now, next question, Jesse Kinley. Thoughts, Sean Bloor? Is he a smoky cashy? Only if he's starting there, Jesse. Played great off the bench last week, but I think it'll be better to pick him up when he actually does come into the starting lineup. Now, next question, Jay Warrior. Hey, Legends, pretty keen on getting Hines, but already have SJ and Cleary. Can you talk me out of it? Is that a little bit too greedy there, Jay Warrior? Um, yeah, it sounds very similar to thoughts running through my head. I've got SJ, Cleary and Walker and think, mm, could I could I get a, a full, a four of a kind and pick up Hines? But um, <laughs> it is a bit greedy. <laughs> I think what we've got to think about is the move that you might be able to do is Cleary to Hines come origin. So you only need one captain per week. So putting such a large chunk of your cash into your halves and having two guys there, it could just be being a bit greedy. And as long as you've got a set and fit, forget captain, because uh, the few people in our Talking League chat TK, who can't pick captains because they don't have a reliable player. <laughs> give, so me some, give me some advice, mate. Theory. Yeah. <laughs> maybe Yeah, maybe just throw one uh, – put it at the dartboard this week, TK, because, yeah, you've not gone good. But, um, no, I don't think you need to have all those three. Okay. No, fair enough. I think so as well. Sticking on this one, Rich, Jordan Chi. Ellie Katoa, upgrade to Cameron Murray. Is it too late to bring him in, mate? Hmm. Um, Would you be making these moves kind of round a, six? A you've got left field. You've kind of got six weeks before awesome origin sort of thing. Like, is that too close to... I, I personally am going to try and hold Katoa for as long as I can. I think the longer he's, he plays in that Melbourne system, the better he's going to be and I can see him as a 50-55 average at the end of the season so he's not going to be a trade out for me at any time but you'd want to again do you need Cam Murray because you need a reliable captain or are you just being a little bit greedy and you could use your money in better places. Totally agree next question is Jozo again is Hines a must have well only if you don't have Nathan Cleary and you kind of fix your team like I did to get Hines in and I think he is a must have only because of that but if you got clear no I don't think you can probably wait another few weeks and just as Rich said have a look during origin period now next question Riles Tyson uh, Hulena time to get Lomax Critter must be close to basement price at the moment cheers legends so just for context Lomax at the moment 526k there Riley and then you've got Stephen Crichton who's at 544k so both kind of dropped around the 100k what's your thoughts on that one at the moment TK I think both are pretty strong avoids uh, so far this season both players probably potentially haven't passed the eye test Stephen Crichton's only running with the center tag now as well so I think his value we all uh, had him at the start of last season and he was a great cashy to start with I think a lot of value lied in that wing fullback tag just due to the versatility. But with, I suppose, the Panthers having bounced back a little bit last week and returned to a little bit of form, 
Crichton didn't see a hell of a lot of ball, even though he did get one try. He only registered uh, eight fantasy points for the entire game through 63 metres gained, five tackles, uh, one missed tackle and one offload to hand with one error. So I definitely would track him a little bit. He is on the fringe of origin selection, but potentially he doesn't, I'd say, He's not a. He won't potentially won't play Origin, but there's potentially could be an extended squad and miss a little bit of time. He does have a buy in round thirteen, so one to steer clear of and potentially look at someone like uh, Lemu Alu instead. Just due, I suppose, to that run of fixtures coming up with a little bit more job security uh, and reliability in scoring. Okay, Eparoma, his next question. Upgraded Bloor to Lukey, the poor thing. Now, he's thinking Lukey to Ford. Now, Riley, are you thinking this is a good trade or is it too late to get on the Ford Express? I don't think it's too late to get on the Ford Express, TK. You saw last week he had a mid-40 score uh, made up of mostly tackles as well. So the thing with Jackson Ford, Priced at 418k at the moment. He does have a mid-edge duel, but he still has that score of four in round two regard of HIA. That's still in his current rolling average. So it is impacting his cash generation at the moment, which means he is going to, I suppose, he does have the potential to make more as well later on. So I definitely think he's a great pickup and he adds a lot of depth to your bench or he is someone you can be playing uh, in your starting 13 as well, just looking uh, 90% of the top 100 currently own him. So it does show you the best players do have him, and I think he is one to bring in uh, and you potentially haven't missed the train. Could even be a downgrade for someone like Cardi uh, if you haven't got Ford. Nice. Now, next question is from Cat Vickery. Now, is Remus Smith here, Jay Warrior, cheap centre option? Now, your countryman did burst into a little bit of form last week, but can we trust him? No. Uh, if you need a reference for uh, Remus Smith, uh, talk to Kyle. And uh, yeah, Kyle <laughs> hates him. And he, he finally went off this week, but no, he's in, not an option. <laughs> Straightforward. I like it. Now, next question to Ranger, to Ere Williams. Eli Katoa to Bird, or should he get Lemu Elu, which lets him get the chin? I'll take the option B and get Cleary. Then you've got your captain. So if you work out the points, let's say you're going uh, to Bird and we say Bird's going to get 50 for you. Lemuelu might get you 40, but Cleary's going to get you, say, 70, but you're going to double that. So it's going to be 140 plus the 40 is 180. You're way better off doing it that way than, um, yeah. All right, boys, yep, next I'd... question, Daz is Dazza. With Rudolph out for 10 weeks, Fanukin gone for a couple. Do we see McInnes and Trindle picking up some minutes from next week onwards? I do actually think McInnes will have no choice but to play more minutes. Not sure. Tricky probably play 15, 20 minutes as well. Boys, do we see McInnes as a bit of an option here, considering, you know, he hasn't really started the season too well. He's at 582K. He's a known gun, averaging 37 minutes, but not really playing too many minutes. But Riley, is he on your radar at all? He is on my radar, TK, but I think Fitz, I don't know, he could be turned into Sticky because he just hates fantasy and we all want Sticky to start Starling, but he won't. And this year Fitz is giving McInnes no minutes. So far he's played 29, 48, 31, 44 and 49. Rather, last season he was playing upwards of 50 and 60 minutes. So I don't know what's going on there if McInnes has done something to Fitz or... And I think, but currently running with a 64 break-even, I think it's potentially one you could wait a week. I was talking to the boys today about this um, with Rudolph going down, who would take his place in the front row. They all seem to think uh, that Royce Hunt would start uh, with Braden Hamanueli there. So uh, someone like Oregon Kafusi, who potentially may come into the 17, isn't going to get a start, even though he is priced fairly cheaply. I just don't see any value in that current rotation at the moment. Nice. Well, Roy Hunt's cost Cronulla two games in literal three weeks against Canberra and against the Warriors as well. So, yeah, he couldn't be. He could be on the bad books as well. But Jay Warrior thoughts? Cameron McInnes, former Gun. Any interest in maybe picking him up? Nah, not for me. There's a lot of good mids going around with a far better job security. So, it'd take um, probably three good dates, and by the time the three good dates have come, it's probably yeah too late for me. What happens if okay? I'll give you. I'll, I'll put it, put another analogy. Okay, Fanukin comes back from suspension, but they move him to prop, 
and McInnes becomes the starting lock, would you be if he's played three good games? Would he then be in interest for you? He would, but he also doesn't play round thirteen, and that's where I've budgeted my team up to at this stage. So yep. I'm only looking really till round thirteen. Uh, after round 13, he might get a look in because I think uh, their buy roster starts to work a bit better. But uh, I can't see a way into my team. And I think that's what you have to be realistic about. There's some players you cannot get into your team and it hurts. You know, like you don't like looking at Haas scoring a billion or, um, but some players you've just got to pass on and he'll be Harry one. Grant. Yeah. Good options, boys. Next question there, Isaiah Tanaro. Now, is Matt Burden worth a shot? Should he sell Cardi now for Hosking? And how does he sell Read the Human Turnstile? Jay Warrior. Well, yeah, I, I feel sorry for anyone that's had Reed because I had him twice last year and he did the same thing to me last year. So, yeah, I was very off him at the start. So if you have had that pain, I, I felt it before and uh, – I'm with you, but you've got to get rid of him. That's your first priority. And I'm putting everyone, I think Robson's everyone's best option because he's just got, he plays round 13. He's not going to make origin, shouldn't make origin. Uh, and then he's also got to get Hosking as well. So I know we said to hold on Cardi, but if you don't have Hosking, then you've got to sell him and Burton. He's worth a shot, but there's just too many other good quality, uh, uh, what are they, halfbacks. Yeah. So, yeah. Now, that's the thing, Jay Warrior. Like, with Robson, he plays around 14 the game, the week after Origin, while Braley doesn't. So that's probably another consideration that you probably do need to make as well. little one here from William Roberts here there for you, Jay Warrior. Now, he wants to know, if you let him beat head-to-head in round 12, he's got a free accommodation, a free bed for you, with permission for your wife to fly up to Napier. Did I pronounce that right, Napier? To watch the Warriors beat the Broncos. How do you pronounce that, mate? Napier. Napier, my apologies to everyone at Napier. Yeah, might just be an Aussie thing. Um, Yeah, Willie's our favourite Punjab, but I don't really want to stay at the back of his dairy, so... um, We'll be getting a good flogging in round 12. I like it. Now, next question, Dylan Bateman. He wants to get early Katoa to Boy and Boyd to Braley and Nicarima. I think you just hold on that one because I don't think that Ellie Katoa and Boyd have finished making money. So, Scott Lynchfield, do you know why Wacker is out? Because he's on the extended bench because he got dropped, my friend. Now, next question. You'll like this one because I've been talking this one up in the chat all day. Dylan Musket. Newcastle win 13-plus, lads. Lock it in. Can be interesting to see after, you know, the coach said that they weren't training all week. So, yeah, it's interesting. Chris McKeary wants to jump on the pod if he beats me this week. I didn't even know we were playing, so no, you don't get to jump on the pod. Now, Jay Harris heard Carrigan being thrown around this week as a trade here, Riley. I'm kind of not wanting to make this trade this week, but I have him 64 break even within this range. Thoughts on holding or trading, or should he go to Matto? I think if he's looking to bring Matto in, TK, he's got to hold this week just to see what that role is uh, in the rotation in that middle third is going to be like. Carrigan, he's not, I suppose, an immediate trade-out, but he's a path um, you could use due to that origin and, I suppose, unavailability he's going to have during the origin period. He's a path you could use to get to a non-origin player such as Matto, someone like Hines who's going to be close to a must-have next week, or Tohu, who you could look to uh, grab in round 13. So I definitely would hold this week, but I would plan to potentially make that trade next week if Mato does pass the eye test uh, in the middle third and does sort of look to play at least 60 to 70 minutes. Nice. I like that advice. Now, Dwayne Watiri. So he's looking at the Cardi party to trade out for Sonny Luke and use the rest to grab Manu or SJ or pull the trigger on DCE. Few little narratives in this one, Riley. What's your thoughts? Is it a little bit early to get Manu, considering that you know Tedesco's only out a week? Yeah, I do think it is a little bit early. TK, I would consider holding Cardi another week. Sonny Luke, I just don't know if he's going to get the minutes. I suppose to be enough of a relevant cashy at uh, the early stage of the season. We want to focus on quick cash generation and get your team value up to forty million as quickly as possible. I think it is potentially a little bit early. To grab Manu. The thing with SJ is he's going to go up probably another 50, 60, 70K this week. Depends how many uh, tries he puts on the Knights. 
So I would look to potentially avoid him. Another two players which I suppose are becoming fantasy relevant who we were tracking hard at the start of the season are Matt Burton and Jackson Hastings. Still last week against the Cowboys, Matt Burton punched out a 65, 600 kick metres, 23 tackles, 93 run metres uh, with one goal, a field goal and a try assist. So I definitely think that's something to track over the coming weeks. And Jackson Hastings, Hastings at 591k. Scores of 49 on round four against the Raiders and 51 against the Eagles last week. If he drops another, I suppose, 20K this week, he could potentially be 100, 120K undervalued uh, as a 50-point player over the coming weeks. I definitely think he's a dominant half, especially passed with Crossland this week with Gamble out the HIA. So they're two to keep a track of, I think, and potentially let S. SJ go through to the keeper for the moment. Yeah, boys, you know, just on that, Riley, about that $14 million team value, I was looking at mine, and I went up 750 grand last week, and mine's just under $12 million. Where are you boys sitting in terms of your team value? Jay Warrior, yours must be high because you're flying very high as well, mate. I'm interested to hear what kind of where you're at with that. Yeah, you have to give me a second. You're all right, mate. Riley, do you know that off if you kind of – you got that in front to, of you? How to find the cash. Just go to yeah, – all you got to do is go to the top there – and just go to rankings, Rich? I'm at about 11.5, 11.6 at the moment. So that is a reason I am looking to move Trindle on this week just because I have held on to him for his negative BE, but he isn't getting the minutes uh, there. So I do want to continue the cash generation, and I am going to fall behind if I hang on to him much longer. Nice. Now, while we wait yeah, for Jay Warrior, you got that up. 11.8. Yep. Yeah, nice. That's uh, so. riding around. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we've got in the house the snake himself, Corbs. How are you, mate? I'm good, mate. How are you? How, How are you, boys? We really haven't talked hey, much Corbs? fantasy. What what trades are you on your mind, mate, just to give everyone at home? I know everyone is very interested in keeping tabs on what you're doing, mate. So what are you up to? <laughs> well, I've got internet, so that's a start. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> didn't get through any of my notes last night. Had an absolute barry. It continued this morning with Instagram, uh, made a plethora of mistakes and, and got reminded about it too. There was a couple of people applying for uh, proofreading roles and good banter. I'll take that and I'll be better next time. I think the only one I'm going to make is Carrigan to Hoskins this week. I think Carrigan, uh, I did catch a snippet of you guys just talking briefly at the start of this show and I'll catch up on the rest tomorrow. He's just a bit of a plotter, doesn't have that ceiling. I'm getting a bit ruthless like Jay Warrior. And the other concern for me was he was in the um, no contact training the other day at training. So he he must have something or he could have some sort of little injury Mm. lingering. And it's Hosking. It's my only way to get him. And he, I think he's a must. I couldn't get him last week. I was down a hooker, damn Sonny Luke with his HIA. He was going to be my cover there. But yeah, just the one this week. I I was thinking Sele, but I feel like there's going to be other opportunities for blokes like him. And it's not an urgent one, so I'll just, yeah, one. Like it. Now, let's go to best bets. Unfortunately, Shooter's ill tonight, so we wish him the best for a speedy recovery. Unfortunately, he got a cold from the little kids. So he's given us his tips, but Snakey, take it away. We've got Thursday, so Shooter's gone with a Tupo and Coates anytime try score a double. Yeah, uh, it's a lot, this one. Tupo. He seems to be – he seems to have grown another leg because he's got Dommy Young there <laughs> sort of breathing down his throat. Yeah. And I, I think I heard the other day that he got a renewal in his contract. Well, now they're looking to renew him for the next year. So um, with the news of obviously Suali'i going to rugby union. So, yeah, he's always a safe one. Left edge of the Roosters, very good. And the other one he had – I'm just looking at it here, sorry. He's got Coatsy anytime. Oh, so Coates. Yeah, and I think Melbourne, they're starting to find a bit of form. Anyone on the edge of their back line for the Storm. They've got Hughes out there as well. Katoa seems to be taking a lot of um, defensive sort of, uh, uh, not, not pressure, a lot of uh, defence. Yeah, line. nice. I like it. Now, looking so, at... Yeah, anyway. Good Friday here, Corbs. Now, Milne's back in for the Bunnies, and you've tipped him for two tries, and then you've got... On the cows against the Finns, you're thinking that they're going to pump them. Yeah, well, I think with Tane Milne, I just like that left edge of the Rabbits. Now, I know that he has in the past also played on the right. So this is a bit of a risky one because Thompson has played on that left edge a little bit last year as well. 
But I think with Thompson having sort of solidified his position in the team, why would you move him over for one or two weeks? Mm. So I'm pretty confident Milne should be on the left edge there. And yeah, it's prime real estate. It's nearly the best in the business with Latrell and Cody Walker doing their thing. So I think Cody has been a lot better in the last few weeks. He's one of my favorites to watch. He's just so good off the cuff. So yeah, two tries there. Well, it should have went one, but it's a bit of a theme. Just get greedy, get ruthless, AJ eh, Warrior. So I went two tries and then the Cowboys, 13 plus. I, I ate my words for a long time, but I feel like the Dolphins, they're going to start falling off the bandwagon a little bit here. Uh, the wheels are going to start falling off and I think it started with O'Sullivan. So yeah, 13 plus and Milne 2 plus. That's $9.84, that one. Yeah, now uh, she- Shout out to Shooter here, Corbs. He got a, he got one of the multis up last week. So he's up 60%. You're up 72%. But what was, do you remember off the top of your head, what, what legs did he get on last week? Because you nearly got another one. You nearly got two, didn't you? He went, he went Panthers at the line and Storm at the line, and they both shitted in. Okay, nice. Yeah, he, he, he had it pretty quickly. And he, he nearly got the Sunday. We were close in quite a few. We um, I think we sort of only missed about, Four legs, and yeah, they were the 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 no, maybe five legs, yeah, and they were all the legs, just one short in all the other multis. But we'll keep going on. That's Do good that he was on the board. I thought he was filthy; he couldn't get on here to have a bit of a crow. Yeah. It would be tough to not do best bets. Now, Saturday here, Corbs with a flying Fiji and Taruva, anytime try scorer, and he's also backing shooter here for the Broncos to dust up the Raiders again at fourteen start. Yeah, it's hard to go past the the Bronx at the moment. They're flying. And Taruva, I'm not sure. I mean, he's been over for a couple of trials already, so I think he's a pretty safe one as well. What were the odds on did he have for that one? They seem pretty short. 372 is a combined total there, mate. Yeah, that, that's very safe. I think that's safer than our uh, <laughs> our safe out. play for the multi. <laughs> now, moving to Sunday here, Corbs, you've got your draggies to win. So you're going in there. You got the controversial call. Jay Warrior is very upset. I can see his face shaking. Knights one to twelve, and then you've got the returning Hayes Dunster. Any time try scorer paying twelve eighty one. Juicy. Yeah, there's some there's some risky ones in here. Let's let's talk about the narratives for each leg. The Dragons, they've already <laughs> they've got the Titans cover. They've already they've already beat them this year. I think Jack DeBellin and Amone were big ins for them on the weekend. Amone is seems to be one of those horrendous fantasy players, but he's quite solid in defense, and he just um, he, he com- completes the, the halves with Benny Hunt. You could see Benny Hunt seemed to have a lot more freedom running around um, as opposed to the first few weeks with that younger Sullivan. I know Amone's only young himself, but, yeah, I liked him in there. Little starting also, I think, mm. played a bit of a part. So there's a few things for Dragons there. They're definitely not premiership favourites, but uh, I think they can get the Titans who have Sexton and Boyd in their halves. And um, who at the back, they've got Campbell. So, And then Randall and Nine. So I just see their spine. I go, geez, the Dragons probably should be favourites here. But anyway, moving on to the next one. This one is not popular at all because <laughs> 90% of our viewers, if they're not Warriors fans, they've jumped on the bandwagon. Uh Knights one to twelve. I think the Knights might get them. I think they they the Warriors have had themselves up for a couple of good tough games. I don't know if they're going to come over here thinking they'll just have this because they just knocked off the Sharkies. It's very hard to back up each week. Knights have had their tough games as well, but yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just I'm liking the Knights here. It'll be a close one. Um, then the last one, Dunster, anytime try scorer. For the Eels there, I, I like him out on the edge. Um, they've got – who have they got there? Lane. No, Lane's on the other side. They've got uh, – who's on that edge? Um, um, Dillbags. He'll be with no, Dillbags. Dunster's – Yeah, he'll be left centre. I know he'll be right, he'll be, he'll be right wing, sorry. Yeah, Carter Party. yeah. Yep. With Moses out there. So I, I like his uh, – he was paying two bucks. I think the odds just sort of got me there. So that's bumped it up a little bit as well. So 12.81. So – yeah, that carries into the Monday day game as well. That Sunday Monday. Hey, Jay Roy, you know what I'm going to call the Warriors from now on? Buster Douglas. Go on. Oh, come on. 
<laughs> They've knocked off Mike Tyson, and now you think you're the heavyweight champion of the world. You guys are kidding yourselves. Now, back to Corbs. Never in doubt, multi, mate. Get me home. What have we got for 258? Well, I'm sort of going back against myself here. I hope the Warriors do get some points on the board, but I went Cossie, any time try scorer. I think he's going to line up against um, the... I'm not sure he'll play. He might not play? DWZ trained with the squad, and I think he might end up taking that wing spot. Oh, there you go. Okay. Mm. Right, well, you'll get a return on that one. But just have a look, um, because I think whoever lines up against Marju... He's great in attack, but defensively, Jeezy, like we've seen it time after time, but I just think that's a – and Cozy had a pretty good try scoring record. Jeez, that's tough on him, though. He's been playing good footy. I know DWZ didn't do much to sort of get injured, but didn't – what did you say? You take a holiday, expect uh, your job to be taken, didn't you? Jesus, yeah. Colby's been tuning in. Yeah, I did. I watched the first little bit of it, and then I was putting one of the boys to bed before I jumped back on. Uh, so that was my play. But annoyingly, he might get punted. And the safe play for shooter was Cowboys dollar thirty. I think that's absolute given. Should Morris. be lower. Should be almost dollar one. They're, they've got a couple of troops back with Drinkwater, who I said played for the Dolphins this morning on a post, and also Cotter. So they're two big ins. <laughs> now save it, mate. Big Dick Energy multi of the round. Looking forward to seeing what this is, mate. One hundred and seventy three dollars sixty corbs. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be eating lobster for a bloody month if this thing gets up. <laughs> so I went I went pretty conservative because we sort of just choose our legs and then we bring it together and see what it comes in at. I went Isaiah Papali'i against his old team, any try, anytime try scorer. As bad as the Tigers are, he and Dewey seem to be putting in each week. And close the line, he has to be one of their go-to plays for their attack. So I think he is a chance. Um you always sort of lift a little bit more when you're playing against your old club. I paired that. I'm just going anytime try scorer. So not too risky, back rower, not playing in a good team. Paired that up, Shooter came in with his. Joshy Curran, first try scorer. That was paying $29 in itself. So that has bumped it up to a juicy $173. So wow. yeah, if that one gets up, we will be uh, we'll be cheering. I like it. One of my mates from work, Jay Felipe, shout out to Jay. He's putting his house on these multis here, Corbs. So if he comes into work on Tuesday and he's got no house, mate, he's blaming you, son. So No, I think it says down there, just bet conservative, conservatively. <laughs> I was going back to um, uh, Riley with your, your betting on the weekend, you got up on the horse. I was at a wedding with um, one of the trainers who won the derby on the weekend. It was paying 35 to 1. Guess how much he had on it. Adrian bought. Yeah, I think he bought Waterhouse. They've got the team. You'd want at least 50 each way. Yeah, this is a trainer of the horse. Oh, probably a couple of grand then. Had nothing on it. So if he's got no hope, we've got no hope. So stick with us. Yeah, if trainers go. can't pick their own horses, me and Shooter will come through. We'll get that $173 big dick energy. No doubt. Well, Corbs, thanks for stopping by, mate. All the best for the weekend with your fantasy team, mate, and we'll check you next week. It's good to get a couple of sentences through via the internet. No interruptions. <laughs> mate, what was Lucy's computer like? Was it like a, a Nintendo 64? It was absolutely dreadful. Uh, I don't know. When I was typing on it sort of just beforehand, I knew it was no good. Like it just felt a bit clunky. <laughs> It was about twice the size of mine. She reckons she only got it last year. You, that is a blatant lie. She's been <laughs> didn't even have a HD pulled over Her boss is just I don't know what she's done. She's got a couple of old laptops out and sold them that they're the new laptops. No doubt, mate. Plenty of multis gets up Corbs. You might have to go and borrow a laptop then. Yeah, no, my one's good. It was oh yeah, hers. No nah, work. Yeah. Work needs to put their hands into their pockets and get something. No anyway. doubt. No All right. doubt. Corby. We'll check you later, man. Right, boys. See you later. Good All luck. right. Let's knock out Very another cool. few questions here, lads, before we finish up. Now, Riley, George Oliveira. Now, he wants, hey, fellas, need half a half this week. He's got Hines in round four to partner SJ. Now, thinking either Dory to Cody or a little bit of big dick energy and going Carrigan to the chin. Leaves him with Haas, Tarpany, Hopgood, Ford, and Kepi in the mids. Hosking, Preston, 
Katoa and Bloor in the edge. Turbo Miller, Sloan, Walbrick, AKB wing fullbacks, Stags, Olamotti, and Jaden Borelli. No hooker or edge cover. What's your thoughts? It's a huge one. This is a encyclopedia. I'm going to say pull the trigger on that TK and I think next week and I held the chin. I didn't bin him unlike you. So I think if I can pair Hines and Cleary together in the halves in round seven, I'm going to be ahead uh, compared to some other coaches and I'm going to be able to make up some ranks. So you look at both players who are potentially going to average 70 across the season. I see their, I suppose, season-long average being at least 10, potentially 15 points upon the next best half. So if I can do that, uh, make up at least 30 points each week just through that, plus another 10 to 15 again If I, when I captain Hines. I'm going to make up 45 points, and then over over a few rounds, that starts to accumulate pretty well, and I'm going to start to make up some ground. So I think Carrigan is going to play Origin, and he is a path to someone like Cleary if you do need it, and I would be pulling the trigger on that. You've got plenty of cover in other positions. You're making plenty of money, so... I don't think you're going to overstack yourself in your halves uh, too early on. Nice. Now, Jay Warrior, Dan Dimitrescu. Hey, boys, your thoughts on Stags to Lionel Richie Morgan Harper? Hello. <laughs> Is it me you're looking for? Oh, God. No. He's awful. Um, yeah. If it was a Lionel Richie impersonation competition, I would put him in my team all day long. But it's not. He, he's just not fantasy relevant. Come on. Come on, brother. Dan, get with the program. You need to get on the bird. Bird is the word. Well, this might be a better one for and you, mate. Connor. Connor Stags for Lemuelu yeah. or Bird. That's kind of sounds a little bit more reasonable. Yeah. Connor's on the money. I think so. Pick one. Uh, if you've got the cash, Bird. If you don't have the cash, you're taking Lemuelu. Rob. Tell us what you think. Really think about Tony Rich. <laughs> oh, he's hopeless. He, he stitched us up at the Warriors for about three seasons. Got overpaid. Did nothing. Yeah. Next one, uh, Mitch Blake. What do you? We'll go around table. What do you think of Carrigan? Well, I sold him last week because of I thought this was going to happen, and I didn't. I thought he was misfiring a touch, getting some junk points. But Jay Warrior, oh, that's the best day. TK, when you do that, you sell them and then you look like you've look justified yourself. It's about time I pick something, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. I've I've sold them this week. However, if you don't want to sell them, there's no, like if there's no urgent, if you don't need Hosking or you can't, you you want to watch a bloke for a week, you want to you want to watch Madison. There's no harm, no foul. If he scores fifty, he only loses twenty thousand. So it's not a massive drop drop off. But if you've got someone that you're hot on, get rid of them. The way I'm, that's the way I roll this year. Nice. Now, Riles, Wayne, Tupo. Now, cheer the boys. I'm thinking of trading Hopgood, another one. He's sitting on the bench. I'm thinking to bring in Hosking or Bird. The thing with Hosking here, Riles, like we just don't know again if this might be like a week-to-week proposition. We think he's going to keep his spot. Hopgood might only be on the bench for a week. I think everyone's just got to take a bit of a chill pill. Yeah, I don't think you can trade Hopgood out this week. We covered it uh, earlier in the show. I think you do have to hold him, just see what his role is going to be off the bench. I thought Andy uh, probably come up with a fairly good point of view that if he's going to come on uh, around the 20-minute mark and play out the rest of the game or play 20 minute, twenty to 25 minutes either side of half time, he's going to rack up a lot of tackle busts and offloads. He does have that style of game through a few tired middle forwards, so... I definitely think there's still upside there, and he has the potential to be a keeper. I know one of my mates has traded out Hopwood this weekend, and I just don't think it's a viable option just yet, and I don't see him as a path. Mm. But next weekend, if we saw um, he's sort of going to score around the 40 points per week, if he is going to do that consistently and he is going to sit on the pen- bench because his minutes are probably potentially going to go down again when Paulo gets back because he sort of plays at 50 to 60, and I think um, Arthur will continue to do that. So... I think maybe watch it this weekend, but next weekend he could be a sell. Totally agree. Now, next question, Joshua Rop, Riley. Thoughts on Jaden Campbell, who's coming in for AJ Brimson, who has a hamstring injury? Campbell's an interesting one, but I suppose the thing with Brimson is he's going to come straight back into that team and take over the fullback spot, no matter how well uh, Brimson plays, uh, no matter how well Campbell plays, sorry. So... He has only started off the bench this season in, I suppose, big-minute roles where he has come on and played either at 5'8 
or fullback. He scored 21 points in 60 minutes in round three against the Storm and 33 points in 58 minutes against the Cowboys in round four. So currently priced at 413K with a B of 48. I think he's one you can potentially uh, watch this week and see what sort of output he's going to have, but probably one you can get let, let go through to the keeper uh, considering you potentially have someone like Warbrick, uh, Thompson, Parton with Miller, uh, Walsh or Turbo and your wing fullbacks. Yeah, nice one. We'll grip out a couple more questions before we have a night here, boys. And the next question, Jay Warrior, Ben Asker. Hey, lads, thinking of Carrigan Hosking and Hammer to Walsh, your thoughts? Do it. Um, uh, I'm probably one of the bigger people to say that I'm not a big fan of Walsh. He's just that uh, tough watch where he, yeah, I, I've been happy to let him go. I know you're enjoying and he's a great footy player. I love watching him play. I just hate watching his score go up. Hammer's interesting. Um, he's only really had one rough game, and I know they are struggling a little bit, but if you can hold him for as long as possible or until he's going to start losing cash because he's going to play that round 13 and he's got the wing fullback centre, so he's going to be pretty valuable. Because um, in round 13, I think... I think the biggest position we'll struggle with could be wing fullbacks because mm. we'll have Miller. You won't Sloan-y. be able to have Warbrick. You have Sloan. Who's that? Sloan. Yeah, I don't have Sloan. So you've got to make sure you've got three, and that's where I think you just might want to hold on to Hammer just for that reason. But I suppose it's still six weeks away, so... Anything could happen, yeah. boys. We'll finish, no, with, we'll finish with this one, Ali Biddle. So... Need to get rid of Harley Smith Shield, 74K in the bank. So that brings him up to about 350, boys. So let's have a look at kind of players that he could trade out for for 350 or lower and come up with a few. Like, obviously, Sele is just top of the top of my head. He's at 298 if he wants a kind of a safer bet for someone in that kind of range. Now, anyone else? I guess there's a starting winner called Xavier Coates. The average is pretty shit at at 344K. Anyone else kind of spring to mind? Anyone there? Jay Warrior, you got someone on your yep. mind? Yeah, I've got my new boy, AKP. Yeah, you know me. Uh, so I think he's – I picked him up just before he went on his buy because he was on a – he's got a great negative BE of minus 14. So you just can't go wrong. The other thing to think about when you've got a Harley Smith, if he's your only non-playing player, it just becomes a loop option, doesn't he? And – you might be able to have two players playing instead, especially because he's a wing fullback. Yep. And we've got a lot of wing fullbacks. So, like, this week I've got Talao playing, but then I'm going to have the choice of three wing fullbacks. I've got Warbrick and AKP and Tamari Martin. So I can just sort of watch one. No, not good enough. Next one, oh, yep, I'll take that, plug them in. So, yeah, don't, don't feel you've always got to have – players if there's no great option. But if you don't have AKP, I think he's your best option at 300,000 minus 15. Yeah, I like that. I like that call. What about Sean Russell there? There, Riley, have you had a look at him? 319k, plays his first game of first grade. I've got no idea how he's come back, but break even at 23. Probably miss out on a duel, unfortunately, because he's just too late, but he could be another option. He could be another option, TK, but I just think because it's his first game, I think we do have to potentially watch him this week and see what sort of role he's going to have on that edge and how much ball he is going to get. Just to see the effect of Lane um, partnered back with dual bags and what sort of the sharing is going to be there. I think another decent option, I think this week if you're picking up a cash, you've got to take a punt and you've got to back yourself. So Sean Bloor is someone I think you could consider priced at 334K with a negative 7 BE. Mm. Again, you can't really go wrong. If he is going to play, I suppose, upwards of 40 minutes, he is going to make quite a bit of cash. The interesting thing is Joe O is back in the team this week, so it will be interesting to see if Bloor goes on before Joe O or the other way around. If Bloor does get on first, I think he definitely has 150K to make. Uh, the other one I would consider is Little Tino, and Andy was pretty keen on him last night as well. He has played, I suppose, from one end of the spectrum to the other in terms of minutes, mm. and this is going to affect his output going forward. I think third date this weekend is going to be perfect. Hopefully it doesn't sit smack bang in the middle. It does go one end of the spectrum to the other. 
the Titans are lacking a lot of middle forward depth at the, at the moment with Jolliffe out with a pec injury. So I definitely think he is one to consider. And potentially next week he could be a great cash down option for someone like me who I'm looking to trade Carrigan Liero out. I could partner little Tino with Hines. Totally agree. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for sending in all your questions tonight. Really enjoyed all those ones. Thank you for tuning in to all the different podcasts. Andy will have Wacky Wednesdays out shortly. They've just finished recording. So look, be on the lookout for that. But, boys, thanks again for all your comments. Jay Warrior, keep flying that flag up top, mate, and keep bringing it home, man. I look forward to it. Uh, Nice long weekend for everyone this week. And... um yeah, the old master's on as well. So, yeah, hopefully I'll just hang around home and watch a bit of footy. I like it. Now, Riles, wishing you the best of luck, mate. And you smash it this week. And you're, you're due a 1,000, mate. So looking forward to seeing you smiling on, on Monday, mate. Yeah, it'd be nice to join the 1K club uh, for the first time this year, TK. And hopefully <laughs> Corbs and I can bring up the rear end of Talking League a little bit and put a little bit of pressure on you guys up the top. I like it. Now, ladies and gentlemen, thank you again for your company, and we'll be back. Well, Wacky Wednesdays will be out shortly. Probably, well, Kiwis will have to – there's a game on Monday, so everything's kind of moving back kind of a day. So look out kind of like a Monday night for our next releases there, guys. But have a great Easter, and we will check you soon.